Testing, one, two, three. What up, folks? It's a Monday. It's a cold, wet Monday, November 23rd. And what a Sunday we just had. We're going to go over some matchups. We'll go over the top scores in each position. And we'll start off with a little news and notes. I waited a little later today to see if we got a little more uh, injury reports. So we'll see what is on the docket for injuries. Here we go. It looks like Austin Eckler will be back. It looks like he'll be back for the Buffalo Bills game. So that sucks for the Bill, us Bills fans. But um, Austin Eckler finally returning. Keep an eye out for that. Vikings plays wide receiver Adam Thielen on reserved COVID-19 list. Uh-oh, he just had a game of his career. We're going to get into that. Um, Jets rookie running back LaMichael Piran suffered a high ankle sprain on Sunday. And is likely to miss a few weeks. So I guess fire up your... Fire up your gores. All right, we're just getting situated in here. Let's see what we got. <clears throat> we're getting comfy in the chair. We're getting the mic set up. The Seahawks placed tight end Greg Olson on injured reserve. So, you know, not a big loss. But um, let's keep rolling. Rule, Panthers are still considering CMC week to week. That's crazy to me, man. Like, they just got to come out and say when he's good to go. But I thought for sure he'd be back next week. Now it's not looking like it. Holy fuck. Um, Julio Hamstring could be game time decision. If Julio doesn't go, he didn't play <clears throat> for most of that last game. Matt Ryan didn't look good. That's a new rule. If Julio doesn't go, you don't start Matty Ryan, Matty Ice. Um, here's something that's brutal. <clears throat> Ravens running backs Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins are the two players that test positive out of Baltimore for COVID. They are out for Thursday night. That would, that's going to be a good game regardless. Thursday night heater. Um, Panther, not Panthers. Ravens. Fucking Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but as we're going into that game on Sunday, J.K. Dobbins actually started taking over this backfield finally. Um and now he's out, so it's super sad. Fire up your gas boss. Let's keep rolling here. Chicago's quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, are still dealing with injuries. Um, Matt Nagy declined to name a starter for Sunday's game in Green Bay, saying a quarterback change is still on the table. So I foresee um, Big Dick Mitch Trubisky coming in. So keep an eye on that. Here's a sad one, man. <clears throat> MRI revealed more damage to than anticipated for Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow. He tore his ACL, MCL, PCL, suffered structural damage in his knee as well. He's out for at least 12 weeks. So, or yeah, sorry, 12 months. So he won't even be back for the start of next year. He'll miss camp. And he can't really come back until like this time. So it'll be like week, I predict like maybe like week 9 or 10 next year. So, man, that's so brutal. Miles Garrett, I started him in my, uh, like, defense league. Didn't even know he was on COVID. Uh, remains out for week 12, so I got to drop him. Miles Garrett, um, <clears throat> Browns DE, is out again with COVID. That's two weeks in a row. Um, Randall Cobb is headed to the IR, so Kiki QT 
I think he's going to follow into their third wide receiver slot. <clears throat> you probably remember QT from the last couple of seasons, a little quick hot waiver wire minute there. Dolphins head coach Brian Flores says Tua did not get hurt. He was benched for his performance, and Fitzpatrick gave the team the best chance to win at that point in time. Tua is still the starter moving forward. So, um, Fitzpatrick looked way better. He, like, boom, hit a dime to Gesicki as soon as he came off the bench. Um, Something to keep an eye on there. I think they should go back to fucking Ryan Fitzmagic. But anyways, let's get on to the game. Let's go through all the points. So your number one quarterback so far is Deshaun Watson. Number two, Justin Herbert. Number three came in, Tyce Taysom Hill. Your number four quarterback of the week is Kirk Cousins. Number five, Tannehill. Number six, Aaron Rodgers. Number seven, Derek Carr. Number eight, Patrick Mahomes. This is kind of cool to go through. If it's cool or not. Let's do the rest without it. And you can be this, or you can guys can decide. Number one for running back, Dalvin Cook. Um, Number two, Claude Eversley-Lair. Number three, Derrick Henry. Number four, Melvin Gordon pops in. <clears throat> Your top five running back of the week, Zeke Elliott. Welcome back. Number six is Dobbins. Number six, Dobbins. Number seven, Antonio Gibson. I like that. This is cool to see. <clears throat> We're going standard league. Your number one wide receiver this week was Adam Thielen. Number two is Bird from the um, New England Patriots. That's crazy. Number three comes in Keenan Allen. Number four, my boy, Devontae Abs. Number five, Tyreek the Freak Hill. This is surprising. Number six, Nelson Aguilar. He's been looking great, though. He's been on my radar for the last three weeks. Um, number seven, David Moore. What a fucking kid. What a rookie. Um, let's keep... Oh, not a rookie. I saw, sorry, I saw Jefferson behind. This is my first time doing this. this is, I got to kind of fudge the numbers to get my numbers here, but it all works out. Number one TE on the list is Kelsey. Number two, Mark Andrews. I did say he was going to break out. I was right on that one. Um, number three this week was Darren Waller. Number four, Goddard for the Eagles. Well, my voice. I just woke up from a nap, folks. Here we go. Um, number five, Hunter Henry. I did say this is the week I was going to like you know make or break for him, so... He made her Richard Rodgers. We had two Eagles tight ends follow in the top seven. And um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Robert Tunyon comes in at number seven. We're going to do a little uh, special number eight for you. Eric Ebron. All right, let's get into the games quickly. We'll do a couple games we want to do. And I'm going <clears> to <throat> I'm gonna divide this up. Here's a little schedule announcement, folks. We're going to do some of the Sunday night games tonight. And then we're going to talk about more Sunday night games tomorrow on Waiver Wire. And then we're going to preview on Wednesday the Thursday games because it's American Thanksgiving. So this is a big week for the podcast. So this episode won't be as long as normal. We're just going to start with a couple of um, recaps, but we're going to keep it rolling. Let's start off with Browns 22, Eagles 17. The way this worked out, it was another weather game. It rained the whole time. Um... And it kind of played right into the Browns, you know, what they wanted to do, and that's just run the fucking ball. 
Um, so there's kind of an excuse for them to do that. The thing what happened here is the Eagles actually looked decent running the ball the first half. When they came out, they kind of put the whole... They were down by 10 second quarter. And they um, they just kind of put the ball in Carson Wentz's hands, which they should not be doing right now. Um, Carson Wentz looks terrible. He can't get it going. Uh, the coach has come out and said that he's the quarterback moving forward. I think that's a mistake. Um, but that's kind of where the things got off the rails here. Let's get into the stats quickly. Wentz Dallin doesn't look as bad as he actually was. He went 21 for 35 for 235 yards, two touchdowns, and a couple interceptions. Um, but he, well, honestly, he these eyes <laughs> saw Carson Wentz was terrible. Uh, Wentz threw a garbage time touchdown Dallas, Dallas Goddard, um, who finally had a big stat line. Goddard led the team with uh, five catches for 77 yards and a score. Jalen Rager was four for 52, was next on the stat sheet. Followed by Rodgers, the other tight end, 2 for 48, who also had a tutty. Sanders ran the ball for 66 yards. Um, like I said, they kind of stopped using him, though, halfway through the, the game. He looked he was off to a great start, and then just kind of they just stopped using him. Um, Chubb was a leading rusher in the contest, thanks to a 54-yard burst in the fourth quarter to open up a two-score lead for the Browns. Um Chubb's run was incredible. He was able to bounce off multiple defenders. And Kareem Hunt came in to finish up and get the tutty. Um, Baker Mayfield wasn't as... It was kind of like who was, could just come out to be the little bit better of a quarterback. And, you know, Don't get me wrong. Mayfield didn't look good either, but he looked better than Wentz. Um, he, was, he went 12 for 22 for 204 yards. Um, Mayfield missed several passes and was very fortunate. Um, he wasn't charged with a fumble in the second half. Jarvis Landry was a disappointment with just two grabs for 23 yards. Um, tight end Hooper was three for 33. Um, though he should have scored a, a touchdown, he did. Uh, he was completely missed wide open. Kaderil Hodge was three for 73. Richard Haynes was three for 65. All right, that game's shitty. Let's get out of here. Let's move on. Saints 24, Falcons 9. Um, that's a crazy game. As mentioned, Taysom Hill gets the start. He proves all his doubters. One thing I want to mention, we'll get into all the stats, but this was the first time Alva Kamara has not caught a pass in his NFL career. Um, let's look at Taysom Hill. He was 18 for 23 for 233 yards. Um, he didn't throw a touchdown, but he ran in two scores, leading the team with the rush with 10 scrambles for 51 yards. Uh, he committed one turnover, which was a fumble at the end of a long run. Um He'll definitely outplayed Matty Ice. Matty Ice didn't look very good. It was really the Saints defense that won this game. Like they, Atlanta couldn't get anything going. They're completely smothered. Um, part of it was because the, they injured Julio Jones in the second half. He set up most of the second half of the game. Um, Ryan barely completed half of his passes, going 19 for 37 for 232 yards, two interceptions with one big Hail Mary at the end of the opening half. Um... He almost threw a third pick at the end. He it just like this Atlanta team is just not turning correctly. Calvin Ridley looked all right. He was five for ninety. Russell Gage was seven for fifty-eight. Atlanta's running game wasn't working well either, um, which was not a surprise at all. Todd Gurley was limited to just twenty-six yards on eight carries. On the other side of the ball, Camara was thirteen for forty-five. Latavius Murray was twelve for forty-nine. Um, as mentioned, Kamara somehow didn't catch a single pass. He was targeted only once. 
Um, and he dropped a pass, but he set, uh, saved his fantasy season or his, his day with a touchdown. Kind of what we hoped we thought Jameis was going in. Um, the same thing happened from Taysom Hill. He only kind of, his first read was always um, to Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas had, did, like, he was snagging balls left, right, center. He went for uh, 104 yards receiving. He also drew an interfer- uh, interference penalty. Um, Emmanuel Sanders was four for 66. And Latavius Murray was two for 36. So, um, Michael Thomas, this is what we want to see. Like, t- that's the thing. It's scary with Taysom Hill's first game. As a Camaro owner, it's, you know, you hope things kind of change with game two, maybe. But for this first game, it was like he was throwing and running himself. And Michael Thomas was his guy. So, I rejoice, Michael Thomas owners. Let's keep rolling. I'm fumbling through this, but we got to get her. We got to get her done. It's almost Monday night football. So we're going to do a couple more games. And I'm going to log off. This is a sad one. As we, we'll get into it, but Redskins 20, Bengals 9. I actually predicted Bengals will win this game too, I believe, last episode. But um, let's see here. Yeah, Burrow is having, you know, he's breaking all rookie records. You know, that won't be happening now. Uh, he was having a great game before, the, prior to the injury. He was 22 for 34 for 203 yards and a touchdown. Uh, his, his numbers would have been much better if not for a shoddy play calling the red zone. And that O-line, man, they need to clean that up. and They need to get a better O-line to protect their star moving forward for next year. You could tell the whole team kind of collapsed when Burrow is out because once uh, Finley came in, Ron Finley, even their the Bengals' defense just like couldn't – like that's when kind of – Washington rised up. The defense, you could, see, you could see, kind of lost their confidence. And they really had no answer for Washington once Burrow went down, which was crazy to see. Um, Burrow's definitely a leader, and definitely the whole team is behind that kid. Alex Smith had an ugly first half, 80 yards at interception, um, but was able to bounce back and finish 17 for 25 for 166 yards, one touchdown in the pick, um, which was tip at the line of scrimmage. Um, there was only one Redskin who logged more than 26 receiving yards, uh, and it should be no surprise it was Terry McLaurin, who caught five balls for 84 yards. Smith lone touchdown went to Steve Sims, who was three for 13. Antonio Gibson, my boy Antonio Gibson scored, rushing for 94 yards and on 16 carries. Um, J.D. McKissick chipped in with 69 total yards and three receptions. So it's, that's what we like to see. Like I said, uh, Gibson's kind of game flow dependent, uh, but he had a really good game. That's what you want to see. You're encouraged by this game. And I keep saying, like, I know it's only three receptions this game for uh, McKissick, but especially for PPR leagues, he's at RB2 moving forward. Gibson's definitely the guy, but, like, if you need a plug-and-play guy, if you see him on your wire, keep an eye on McKissick. Um, I'm liking both these running backs right now, but I'm definitely a Gibson guy. Um, Finley rushed for 19 yards. Samaje Piram was 5 for 19. Janobi Bernard was 9 for 18. Uh, they just, the whole team really struggled on the ground. And, ah, um, oh, man, it just was brutal. Just thinking about all the wide receivers for this team. Um, moving forward, man, like, I'm going to fade all Bengals wide receivers. Obviously, it's easy to say, but just kind of hit me right now. Um, Finley was miserable. Uh, he went three for ten for ten yards. Or sorry, he went three for ten for thirty yards at interception. Um, I, I actually could see they might even find a different backup after. Like, they might maybe make a move here. I don't know. Uh, anyways, I'm really just digressing. 
Tyler Boyd led the Bengals with nine catches for 85 yards, while A.J. Green was four for 41, caught Burrow's lone touchdown. So you had an A.J. Green toddy. What a game, folks. T. Higgins did, uh, did very little. It was three for 27 despite seeing 10 targets. So that's just kind of like a weird game for him. But like I said, moving forward, oh, my God. All right, let's keep this rolling. Steelers go 10-0. Steelers 27, Jaguars 3. Uh, we all knew that what this you know we all knew this game was gonna kind of end like this. Um, Roethlisberger actually didn't have the game that I thought he would. He had some ugly moments, but they kept throwing it like that. They didn't kind of get away from the throw. Um, even when they're up big, they kept the the ball in the air. Um, he ended up going thirty two for forty six for two hundred sixty seven yards, two touchdowns in the interception. My boy Deontay Johnson, I said start him. He didn't have he didn't catch a touchdown, but he had a huge game. Um he led the Steelers in receiving, he got twelve of his sixteen tires for 111 yards. So I said start him. Hopefully you listen. Chase Claypool was four for fifty-nine, and Eric Ebron was four for thirty-six, but they both scored tutties. Um Juju Smith Schuster disappointed with four catches for only nineteen yards, but he had a toe injury that knocked him out of the game. James Conner, man, he was vultured by Benny Snell, uh, who went 7 for 15. Conner, however, was able to run for 89 yards and 13 carries, so he had a nice little day, a little bounce-back day for James Conner. James Robinson even gets this, like, really stout uh, Steelers D. Uh, he gained 73 yards and 17 tries, and he also caught two passes for 21 receiving yards. So James Conner is looking matchup proof man. It's crazy. As mentioned, I don't think we can trust Charge... Um, J- DJ Chark until Gardner Minshew comes back is uh, Lawton is not getting it done. Um, he had four, uh, Chark had four catches for forty one yards, um, and he still was, he led the team in receiving. So not much going on here. I think the Jaguars know now they need Gardner back. All right, let's do one more game. Let's get the fuck out of here. Titans thirty, Ravens twenty four. What can you say? I was gonna take Titans on this one. I didn't touch it, and they end up winning the game. I mean, the payout, the spread was huge. But anyways, let's keep rolling here. Um, there's a big kind of like fight at the start of the game. It was a dirty one. I loved it. Um, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this quick here. Jackson was just 17 for 29 for 186 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, and even though the Tennessee Titans D isn't looking that good, they kind of stepped up. Bounce it back and forth. Derrick Henry was key. In this win, he barely did anything in the opening half. He, he mustered only 37 yards on 13 carries. Um, but he just fucking racked that Baltimore D-line. He wore them down. Um, he ultimately scored the decisive touchdown in overtime. He finished with 133 yards on 28 carries. So he really just kept turning and, um, and just wore that team down. Tannehill's final numbers were 22 of 31 for 259 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, he's much more than a game manager in the second half, doing a great bound, great job rebounding after his horrible start. As for Baltimore playmakers, Andrews did very well, catching five passes for 96 yards and a touchdown. Um, however, he would have eclipsed the century mark had Jackson not missed him on a critical third down. Des Bryant was four for 28. Marquise Brown, no catches, both draw passes. Um, you could tell Jackson was pissed at him and kind of cut him out of his game plan. So, ah, man, I, I guess you can drop Marquise Brown. I'm not going to, but I kind of need to keep him. Um, Mark Ingram continued to waste downs 
His two carries went for two yards. J.K. Dobbins is much more explosive with 70 yards and a touchdown of 15 carries. Hello. We got a running back finally. But now, as we know, the with the COVID news, no Dobbins this week, but I still feel like he finally won the starting job. All right, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with some waiver wire. And we'll continue on with the Sunday matchups. Make sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram. So subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Thank you.